0: Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Kalamazoo FGC Talk. (laughs) Um, Got a lot going on for me, but welcome to FGC Philosophy. This is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Uh, We do that by talking about topics or having guests on the show where they matter to me, where I can talk about topics that might help me level up, might help me grow as a person, and also help you guys level up as well. For those who are listening to the podcast version, I am doing this live here on twitch.tv slash philosopher in case you guys want to tune in live. I'm aiming for Saturdays at 10 p.m., trying to make sure I get other things in life going on. In two weeks, I definitely won't do this because I'll have some other stuff going on. But other than that, uh, besides the 15th, the 15th or the 14th will be the day that I'm not doing that. Either way, The main topic I want to talk about today was something that I've been kind of discussing and passing over the last few topics, I feel, but deserved its own topic, and I didn't want to delve too deep into the specifics of it just yet. I'd rather share my story first and then from there try to process how to go about accomplishing talking about this topic because it's a very complicated topic, and that's self-doubt and in tandem negative self-talk. So we'll get into that topic in just a little bit. But before, I wanted to talk about a few updates uh, just from personal life and things that are going around, going on around in my community. The first thing is definitely uh, personal health is the main thing for me. Getting enough sleep has been a huge challenge because I have so much on my mind, uh, but it's been getting better. You know, it's something that I tackle every day. Uh, I've been exercising almost every day. Hurt my shoulder recently, so I haven't been doing it as much in the last couple of days. But you know... I think for me, that mindset of trying to remind myself to do something that I don't always want to do is very good for building up my willpower. So it's been nice to get back to doing that even on the days where I don't necessarily feel like doing that. Uh, My body's a little bit older, so I find it more challenging to heal appropriately on top of not sleeping well enough. So uh, that for me has been a huge challenge, but also something that I, a challenge that I welcome mainly because it's helping me grow. Eating, getting better, me and my fiance are both working on that topic, so that's something that we want to definitely grow on. Uh, I find that uh, lately stress eating has been a huge thing for me, so I'm trying really hard to not fall into that trap anymore, uh, especially if you stay up late, then you have like a fourth meal kind of thing. It's just a bad a bad um, snowball effect of things that I personally want to work on doing. You know, I've had that discipline in the past, but now with COVID, I think a lot of us have resorted to coping mechanisms. So I'm trying to not fall into that trap any more than I already have. Get back out of it. Dig myself out of that hole, so to speak. So that's where I'm at with, with fitness. Exercising, um, I've been doing more outdoor outdoor work, so that's definitely been helping me. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's been a challenging experience, but I'm trying to grow on it as much as possible. Uh, in the business area, you know. I didn't really get the chance to really blog or vlog about this as much as I would have liked. But uh, obviously, my journey with Western Michigan University has ended as an esports coordinator. And so I've constantly been thinking about what do I want to do now? Uh, what is the next step for me? Because I put a lot of stuff on hold. I put my coaching career on hold and I put my uh, YouTube podcasting um, consistently consistency on hold as well. And So getting back into the mindset of coaching again, I've been coaching uh, clients now. And that's been an experience uh, because I've had to acquire or reacquire a lot of skills, you know, going back and reading through my coaching books, going back and looking at marketing tactics and and, and ideas and looking at my old contacts and talking to them and then having that conversation of uh, charging for my services and having that confidence to, to charge for my services. And I've, I've since gained a lot more confidence since doing more coaching, uh, since talking to more people about what I do and what I can do. Uh, And it's, I'm, I'm someone who does not have innate confidence or like it, it's it's a daily practice for me to have confidence so sometimes i forget the things that i've accomplished and as such i don't think i hold myself in a high enough light i'm not hard on myself <laughs> obviously i talking about this topic uh, as much as i used to be but um it's definitely been something that i've sort of re uh, understood you know when i had my coaching practice first happening in my YouTube videos, there was a lot of consistency in everything that I did. So the results were consistent as well. Now it's a little bit more sporadic. And I'm mainly just getting back into the practice, podcasting, YouTubing, streaming now. Uh, things I absolutely love, but sometimes dread because there's so many other things in my life going on. And now that I'm sort of getting a, a hold of a lot of the er- other areas of my life, you know, my family comes number one now. But also taking care of the house, um, getting ready for things in the future that involve our family. You know, that had to come first, and that was very hard to adjust to for me. Uh, and then from there, you know, now it's my personal health, my mental health, meditation, those are things that definitely fell off. And now I'm getting back into those things. And now that leads into the esports side of things because I loved the esports aspect of it. I love combining personal development with gaming, and that's absolutely something that I want to continue to do. And that's why I'm coaching mainly gamers or kids of gamers you know parents have issues with kids but they're also gamers it's a lot easier for me to relate to gamers uh, because they just think a little bit differently someone who grows up with video games uh, in some ways has a different kind of mentality that you can relate to if you're also a gamer so me being a life coach and being someone who wants to help people with self-doubt with with negative self-talk with lack of confidence without you know a passion to call their own You know, I want to help those gamers because I was that gamer when I was a kid. And uh, getting back into that has been so fulfilling. You know, seeing these younger kids who uh, didn't have a mentor, like I, I didn't have a mentor or a coach that could tell me these things or help me understand and think for myself and help me have more confidence in my own ability, that it's so rewarding. And so people have been reaching out to me. I've been reaching out to a few esports organizations. And so there's no promises of anything yet, Uh, but it's just nice to be able to know there's other organizations out there that, one, uh, are trying to combine gaming and personal development and, two, see my experience and my expertise as valuable and willing to pay me for it. Uh, So I'm hoping in the future I can figure something out, if not for myself. Uh, I definitely am, no matter what, going to continue uh, this right here, this podcast in my personal coaching career, because I learned very quickly something i already knew was that you don't put all your your eggs in one basket and i definitely put a lot on hold not just because of this job but because other things were going on and i don't know if i necessarily regret it but it was a huge eye-opening moment for me when i got laid off and leading up to it because i kind of saw it coming you know just it wasn't just me there was like hundreds and hundreds of people maybe thousands that got laid off from various universities across this country. And so it was was really hard to not see that coming or to see that as a possibility. But not having that cushion of my own personal clientele to fall back on, not having consistent um, revenue being generated outside of my main job was something I knew I should not have put on hold. But I still did because I thought, you know, there was a lot of money involved, you know, and it it was very much where I was living comfortably for the first time in my life. Uh, And that, I don't want to say that got to my head, but it kind of got to my head. I got comfortable. I stopped challenging myself. I got used to my job. I didn't keep upping the ante in my own career uh, or taking advantage of my experience in the moment. Anywho, so now I'm in a better place, hopefully. You know, I'm still not making a lot of money by any means. Luckily, my fiance um, has a good paying job where, you know, that helps. Plus, me being smart enough to have some savings, I haven't. Been necessarily zero yet. Um, I've made some plans in case stuff like this does happen. So luckily, I do have savings, and I haven't ran it dry yet. Uh, and plus, I'm now making a little bit of money as well, so that that definitely helps. Anywho, so that's that's it for my personal life. Um, the last couple of things I want to talk about is the Kalamazoo FGC. In case you guys are new to this podcast or new to fighting games and want to get better at it, uh, there's two events that we do every week. Uh, we do one locally here in Kalamazoo. It's at LFG Bar, so you always can come in and play uh, casuals, which is just playing matches with other people, other human beings in person. Or you can enter our tournaments if we have enough people. We always do tournaments. Five dollar entry. Entry into the venue is going to be uh, something on the menu. We want to support local business now more than ever. And obviously, last thing is make sure if you do come, please wear a mask. That is mandatory at the venue itself, but also that's something that we're going to encourage since you're going to be close proximity. To other human beings. So, unless you're eating or drinking, if you come, please wear a mask. But otherwise, great food, great drinks. Other tournament is online. So, if you have a good connection, you don't play on Wi Fi, uh, enter our online tournaments for Street Fighter and Dragon Ball Versus. Dragon Ball Versus? Dragon Ball Fighters. I'm <laughs> mixing Gundam and, and Fighters into one game. Uh, but yeah, we do online tournaments for both of those. Dragon Ball is PC right now just because that's kind of the best connection that you're going to get. And most of us who play the game either have it on PC or also have it on PC. So, yeah, that's that's kind of stipulation. Street Fighter is cross-platform, so you don't have to worry about that. Just have a good connection, and hopefully everything goes well. Uh, we always do a Match Arena. The entry to the tournament is free, but we encourage people to donate to the Match Arena, which is what the prize pool is. It's kind of like... Uh, GoFundMe for individual tournaments in a way where you can put money towards the pop, the pop bonus and that can grow. Like with Dragon Ball, we've gotten some weeks where we get 100, some weeks where we've gotten 200. Uh, so that's, that's pretty amazing. And that's really, really cool that people are donating and these players are getting paid, which was my ultimate goal. I didn't really want to make money at the tournaments. I wanted to have a tournament where other players who win these tournaments can make money and encourage people to come through without having to break the bank but still have a chance at winning some money because the community is helping to fund those tournaments so that's really amazing that we're doing that uh with dragon ball this week sir the third took first for the third time in a row uh, we've done three of these tournaments it's kind of funny sir the third maybe is his strike his uh, streak will finally be broken now that the third time is over uh next monday you know you can always enter i'll have uh there's links in the Discord. If you join our FTC Discord, they'll have, they'll have links in there. So don't worry about that. Just hop in there. You'll find it. Um, and then Mega Maxstar got second. And I believe 40% Flash Kick got third. Uh, his name was on both these brackets because he took first place in Street Fighter. And then Truth or Soul, um, I believe he's a Detroit player, took second. And then I took third with my Fong. I was a little disappointed. But, you know, I've actually been playing a lot better um, since... Doing a lot of this, been playing a lot more, having a better training regimen. For those who don't know, I do take fighting games very seriously, specifically Street Fighter V, and I do have dreams of winning bigger tournaments. I've won several smaller ones and some of my locals as well, Uh, but I want to win, you know, some of the big ones. And it looks like it might be online, but also when we finally get back to in person, I'll be more experienced. Because yeah, you know, I've I've seen progress. Both those players are really good. They're like master rank or around that rank on Street Fighter 5, which is pretty high. That was the highest rank in vanilla. And now it's gone up to like ultimate warlord or something like that. Grand warlord. Anyway, I'm getting a lot of good experience playing these guys. I also played a lot of matches against 40% flash kick at my local. And um, of course he was beating me. But then I started finally figuring out some things and figuring out some stuff. And so it was probably like 20 of the 30 matches. Now won maybe five to 10 of them, but um, each win felt good. And even when I didn't win, I usually learned something. So that was really good. And then the last small thing is going to be uh, Patreon. We have a Patreon. It is essentially a crowdfunding source for content creators. Um, There's different tiers of it, and you can donate whatever amount that you like, as low as a dollar. That helps out a lot. If you want to continue to help this and see this grow, that's the best way to do it. Um, I've been saying this several times, and I'm really trying to figure it out, so any input would be greatly appreciated, but I'm trying to figure out... Better rewards for each structure and maybe even changing the pricing of those because I want to give value. You know, if I can, it's some, something that I can do that provides value to other people. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to do that as a content creator. Um, so, any input on that would be greatly appreciated. But also, thank you to Chris, Stacy, and Jared for being the Patreons right now. I, I greatly appreciate it. You guys are amazing. But let's get into the main topic here. Before I, I talk about this, I want to talk about why. I feel it's important. I've talked about this before on the last topic, you know, stopping, stop negative self-talk. I keep saying stop negative self-talk, stop self-doubt. And again, I don't think I can fully in one episode break down how to do all of it, but I can start by talking about my story. And that's important because a lot of people don't understand how much self-doubt and negative self-talk hold us back. Uh, they hold us back from doing a lot of things, but it also hold us back from thinking a lot of things as well. And that's the more trippy one: is that when you're in a certain mindset, you filter your thoughts and you filter your experiences through that that mode that you're in. You know, it's like having a pair of glasses on. If you know, if you filter them through a red glasses, you know, one, you're probably Cyclops or Scott Summers. But two, if you're not him, then you're probably also. <laughs> Uh, filtering those thoughts, you know, via anger, you know, and I, that's incredibly important to just understand that little bit of information, because a lot of people aren't aware of that, a lot of younger people, a lot of men specifically, aren't aware of how much their emotions control what they do, or how their thought process controls and dictates their emotions, so it's kind of like a, uh, there's like a hierarchy there, you know, there's the thoughts is, is king, right, the thought starts it all, And so your experience, how you think about an experience, is going to change your emotion. And then that emotion is going to dictate how you act. And it's kind of crazy how much people obey that that formula, but also don't take advantage or manipulate that formula for their own best interests. Uh, And it's kind of sad to me. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about self-doubt and share just my history with it and hopefully you guys can learn something along the way. I can delve some information and, yeah, be of service to you guys. So this is a topic I I said I am going to revisit in the future, so don't worry about if I don't answer all the questions. But, of course, the Q&A afterwards will help with you guys. But, yeah, let's just get into my history, right? I don't even know if I can pinpoint the exact year, but I would say it's somewhere around first or second grade. Uh, And I have to, like, think a little bit farther back because my, my mindset... I had, like It was very stuck for a long, long time. I dealt with depression, right? And I would say around the time that I main, I moved from when I was about five or six, may have been when it first started, because I moved from kind of like a hood type area in Pleasantville, New Jersey, to a better area called Absecon or Galloway. It was like a township and a city. I didn't fully understand it. And... You know I, I was going to first grade and i was going to second grade and i had a, like one really really good friend that i'm still friends with to this day but other than him you know even before then i was bullied most of my life right i was the gentle giant i was always very tall i'm six foot five now and i've always struggled with uh getting picked on by people i used to be very like skinny and slender and first like first grade and you know below that But then I guess I hit depression or something, and then I just ballooned out. I don't know if I was eating a lot or if I was just really lethargic or what, because I I just got really, really overweight. And that alone made me very insecure. And I don't even remember processing me transitioning from me being skinny to me being overweight. It was just like I was always overweight, and that's kind of how I was. And I forgot that I was ever skinny until I got older and saw pictures of me in first grade and second grade uh, and, and like seeing that ballooning out. And I was like, whoa. I wasn't always chubby like that. That's okay. What happened, you know? And um, yeah, I didn't know I was depressed, but I was definitely depressed. And the only thing that I could do in public was kind of act goofy or awkward because I didn't really know how to interact with people. So a lot of times, um, I don't know if I came off annoying or if I came off like an idiot or, or what, because I wasn't really being me. I was being like the shell of who I actually was because I was too afraid to talk and express myself the way I wanted to because I had been judged or seemed like I was judged for so much, like for so long. Uh, My parents were both very hard on me or what I felt like were hard on me and as such they expressed that, you know, like basically this wasn't good enough. This wasn't good enough. Do better. And I don't think that was their intention as an adult now. I realized they were just trying to encourage me to always do my best. But when you're young and you don't really think too good, you don't process information that well. So over years, I started thinking I wasn't good enough. I wasn't good enough. And then that turned into what I called, you know, in one of my videos, the lazy perfectionist, which is someone who has such high expectations of something of themselves or what they want as an end result. They don't bother even putting in effort because they think that the effort they put in is not going to get the result that they want. So they never actually truly make an effort. And if they do, it's kind of half-assed. So that's, that's why I called it the lazy perfectionist because, you know, you have this idea in your head of what you think is right, you know, and I was like, I was really big into art. So it was really easy to use that as a metaphor, but you know, you want to draw something, you know, I wanted to draw something anime-esque or something beautiful, but I could never get it to look like what it looked like in my head or what I looked like on a computer screen or on a TV screen or something like that. So it was always very challenging to deal with that because it was like, I'm not going to do that well. Why even bother putting in the effort? And that was essentially my my thought process for a long time, which was a shame, because there was a lot of things that I was naturally good at, or learned very quickly, that I would hit a plateau and just quit whenever it got hard, because then, okay, well, this is, this is my plateau, this is where it ends. And that was the logic that I had. You know, I did certain things, like video games, because I liked them, but I never used my logic to be like, ah, I can get better at this. You know, I can... Learn. I can grow. It was just... I like this thing. I'm going to keep doing it. Even if I fail, it's kind of fun. I don't really care too much about that. Uh, and then getting into like shooters and stuff like that. Halo 2. Uh, even Halo 1 when that was on LAN and stuff. Playing games that were a little bit more competitive. Uh, AVP2 was another one. I, I didn't like them because of... Like, I liked the mechanics of the game. Not so much because I was going to win or lose. I just liked the mechanics. Uh, in Aliens versus Predators, you could play as a melee class where you didn't have to use any guns like the Marines or the Predators. So I would just, like, run around and try to scratch people because my mechanical skills and shooters were awful, especially in PC shooters. PC shooters? Forget about it. You know, that's kind of the mindset that I had. So I'd never even bother trying because I didn't think I can get better. Uh, and it wasn't just games, of course. It was just anything you could think of. And I see that in a lot of people now. I see that in a lot of people who think, this is as good as I'm going to be. And that's the end of it. And there's actually a name for that. There's a book I've talked about before called Mindset, uh, The New Mind The New Mindset to Success or something like that. It's um, by Carol Dweck. I definitely l- recommend you to look it up. It's, it's called Mindset, colon, a long sentence. I can't remember right now. Uh, but it was a really good book and a lot of other authors and a lot of other motivational speakers and coaches and, and people who are... Um, driven to succeed referenced this book because it coined these two terms of the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. And I found in my experience that a lot of people who have a fixed mindset are also the people who either play the victim or get angry at things. And then a person who has a growth mindset, someone who's willing to learn no matter what happens, no matter what the outcome is, it's like, I'm always going to try to learn they always find a way to improve and they also filter life differently. So two people, a person with a fixed mindset and a person with a growth mindset can have the same experience. For example, playing a fighting game. One person, they both lose, right? Let's say they both lose to the same exact player, same scenario happens, same characters, like everything is basically the same in their scenario except for how they think, right? The person with the growth mindset is going to think, what did I lose to? How can I do better? They might even reach out to the other person and be like, "Hey, you know what, what? What did you do right here? Like, why why did I lose? Can you tell me something? You know, just some sort of question." Uh, if they if they already have a growth mindset, they're probably already looking for something specific. But let's assume they aren't looking for anything specific, and they're relatively new. Right? They're they're gonna find a way to learn, improve, and grow somehow. Watching their vods, they're gonna be motivated by by learning. The person with the fixed mindset has that same experience, you know already what I'm going to say. Oh, this character is busted. Oh, you were spamming projectiles. You blocked too much. Oh, the connection was laggy. Oh, we're playing offline? Oh, well, you know, the monitor sucks. Like, everything and anything they can to blame something else. There's also the other alternative, right, is the self-doubt and negative self-talk. Uh, That also tends to fall into the fixed uh, category, but they also play the victim to themselves. They're the the attacker and the victim, right? So they're like, oh, man, I'm stupid. I'm bad. I'm never going to be good. Like, this is something that, you know, it's like, why do I even bother? They might even quit. You know, they might rage quit. People who tend to beat themselves up, right? That's also someone who's a fixed mindset because they've assured themselves already that they're not going to get better. They've already convinced themselves of that mindset. And that's also where I was to some extent. Because I didn't believe in, to some extent, blaming others for things. You know, if I'm doing art, there's nobody to blame. Uh, So it wasn't necessarily games at the time. It was everything else around my life. You know, football, I was pretty good at just picking it up. But I never had any drive. And my lack of drive made me not practice hard. And then when I actually had a chance to play, I was like, they're never going to pick me. They're never going to pick me. I'm not going to be good. Like, I just kept telling me these things that I wasn't, like, good enough. And it wasn't so obvious that I was doing it. It was just more of a belief system that I didn't ever say out loud. I just acted as if I already believed that mindset. It was it was very subtle for me because I don't say it out loud. I never did. So that's kind of why I'm categorizing these two topics into one. Because there are people who actually articulate uh, verbally their their negative self-talk they they bring it out to the light so other people can hear it and that's that's more extreme than what i ever did but i also think mine was more dangerous because no one ever knew right because a lot of times if you have self-doubt if you're if you're negative self-talking you don't like yourself you just probably don't if you're doing it on a consistent basis more than often that's showing signs of some form of depression not always But if you're doing it consistently, then you probably don't have a high opinion of yourself unless what you're doing is motivating you on a consistent basis. But if you're not motivated, if you're not a high achiever and you're doing this, I would be concerned. Not, you know, I'm not trying to like diagnose or anything like that. This isn't my diagnosis. This is just my experience and also what I've learned along the lines of certain traits, right? So I think it's important to talk about the topic to share my experience and and share my thoughts on that. So anyways, I want to continue with the story and then as I get this out, I'm getting ideas for topics to talk about in the future, right? So I would say my first time, now I've talked about the story a couple times as well, but the first time I ever stopped uh, to realize that you can change your mindset was around the time like 2012, 2011, 2012. I remember because 12-21-12, uh, the end of the world, blah, 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 was close, right? Uh, so that was kind of my timeline marker for me because I don't tend to remember dates too well. But I remember that one. And I was transitioning to being an assistant manager at a GameStop in Michigan. So there was a lot of change happening in my life. And one of those changes was getting healthier and playing Marvel 3. Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. Those were like the two obligations that I had in life uh, other than my job. So that's basically what I did. You know, I played a little bit of League of Legends, but me and a few of my friends back from Alabama before I moved, uh, we were all playing online, or at least a couple of us. Uh, me and Chris, or Roach, uh, he's in here somewhere, or <laughs> he wasn't here, You know, we played a lot. And so the two things that really started helping me learn that I could improve at life, at anything that I put my mind to, was both of those things. I was seeing progress in my exercise. <laughs> yeah, we played a lot. Uh, I was seeing process growth in my exercise, and I was seeing growth in my ability to play Marvel. Because, again, up until that point, I thought that everyone had this plateau, and once they hit it, that's it. That was kind of my logic based on my own experience and kind of the experience of people around me. Um Or how i made it logical that way you know there's some people that were just naturally confident you know my best friend could be the biggest idiot in front of everybody and not care he was always himself and i was the exact opposite i was so timid i was afraid to say anything in public like i was afraid to be myself i was afraid to dance like anything you think of socially awkward i was that kid right until i got older and stopped putting as much stock into that and as i started getting more confidence in myself I started realizing that this was a mindset. This was something that in some ways took attention, took care. You had to tend to the weeds of your brain. You couldn't let a lot of negative weeds sprout up because weeds, if you've ever done any lawn lawn care at all uh, and you're trying to make a beautiful garden or just keep your lawn maintained, uh, it is a lot easier for that grass to get overblown with weeds than to maintain a good grassy lawn. You have to do may, way more work to remove the weeds and also do a lot of work to make sure that your lawn or your garden uh, is very fertile and growing and bearing good fruit for you. And it's a great metaphor because your idea, your brain space works exactly the same way. You have to put in more work to, to weed out those negative ideas in your brain that aren't really helping you. And you could hide behind the idea of logic like I did. Like, no, this is I'm not being negative, I'm just being realistic. But unless you can read the future, there's not really much benefit to doing that. You're just protecting yourself from a potential failure, you know? It's like I was afraid to work in sales for so long because I was afraid of getting a no. I was afraid to talk to girls because I was afraid of getting a no. But once you let go of the fear of rejection, the fear of a no, the fear of failure, you realize that there's not much to really fear because everyone fails and you actually benefit more from failing than you do from avoiding failure, from avoiding that that pain. And at a certain point, it became logical. It's like, why, why would I continue to think this way? You know, all I have to do is put in the time, keep training consistently, keep my mind open. Because not just putting in your time, but also having an open mind, being willing to learn, being willing to focus on a specific topic while you're doing that, helps you grow as a person and helps you grow in your ability. Uh, but that wasn't naturally... That wasn't common sense for me. It, it seems like it should be common sense. The people who are overachievers, the people who do a lot in life, entrepreneurs, this might come naturally to them as a way of thinking. Everyone thinks a little bit differently naturally, but sometimes you kind of have to let go of certain kinds of bad habits. Just like in fighting games, you may be a master rank at Street Fighter or, or like the highest rank in a fighting game, but you might still have some bad habits that somebody can exploit. That doesn't mean you're not susceptible. It means you're still skilled. You have some sort of ability. But everyone has bad habits that they can kind of weed out. You know, if you're a worse player, more than likely you have more bad habits that you have to work on. But you you do one at a time and you start tackling them. And that's what I did with my life. I worked on things one at a time. You know, when I was working out, I was working out and not thinking about anything else. I didn't have anything on my phone except for my music. And that was it. I had a timer and music and I actually had a, a paper notepad kept this simple with fighting games i might have had some youtube videos or something like that pulled up for some tutorials on like how to do lightning loops or something but other than that i was talking to probably roach or chef or big steve or somebody in that group and playing the game you know i didn't have many distractions other than that and that's how i learned that process and it's a little bit uncomfortable but i think For me, it's my experience. I used distractions to hide the pain. I played games just to distract myself because it was so stimulating that it allowed me to forget about a lot of the things that made me sad in my real life. My real life wasn't really that great or didn't feel that great at the time. So this was a great coping mechanism. Can't talk. A great coping mechanism for dealing with that stress. But after a while, I began to legitimately love games but wanted to turn it into something more. If I was going to be investing this much time into gaming, I wanted something out of it. I think a lot of streamers and content creators and competitors actually have the same logic to some extent. You know, they love this thing and they take it seriously, which is what made it a serious industry, which is what, why it's so big now, because we take it serious. There's so many other dumb things that are taken serious. Football, for instance. We respect it now because we know how much work goes into it, you know, and what makes a peak athlete. But it's just a bunch of grown ass men wearing padded clothing throwing the ball and trying to get to a certain spot like in if you think about it logically it's kind of stupid it's entertaining but you can still make an argument that it's stupid i like playing football mind you i don't like watching it but i like playing it i'm older now so i don't but i played football multiple times throughout high school and grade school peewee it I, it can be considered stupid, but you get my point. Anything that people get into, it's only important because enough people make it important. Just like gaming, same thing. So I kind of want to talk about this in the future. But the whole Joe Rogan thing, I have some strong opinions about it, but it's probably not what you think. But that's a day. Uh, that's a topic for another day. Anywho's, it's uh, that was kind of yeah with Marvel and working out. That was the introduction to me. Uh, getting into personal development, I suppose. I didn't know it at the time, but then I started doing more research because I was kind of curious about, like, oh, wow, my mindset. I've always been very self-aware about things, and when I think things, I'm very conscious of it. Uh, So I started to do more research, and I found people like Les Brown, Tony Robbins, um, the hip-hop preacher, what is his name? Eric Thomas, (laughs) E.T., Brendan Richard. Uh, I moved out to San Diego. I got tired of holding myself back and i just took everything i could and i took this big leap in life i had one friend in san diego and i decided to go near where he lives. he could uh he promised i could probably get a job where he works and so i was like you know what i'm gonna fit everything i can my grand cherokee and I'm going to just live out there in there for a while. And I just took a huge leap because at the time I was working at GameStop, but staying with my parents. I was working as an assistant manager so with like no rent or minimal rent. I was making a lot of money. And so I just took whatever I had saved up. And I just lived in my car for a while. Maybe like a month or two where I was just kind of living this crazy life. And then moved in very cheap with some crazy roommates. Which maybe one day in the future I'll share some stories. But man... i I don't know i question sometimes what kind of house i lived in because there might have been some more than illegal activities happening in there but anyways i had a crazy crazy personal life for a while i did eventually get a job um but yeah for a while i wasn't you know i didn't have any money i just i wanted to live on my own completely you know i didn't want to help my parents you know my parents have always to me felt very um how do i articulate this from my perspective, I thought I wasn't good enough to them. So I was very rebellious. And I was like, you know what? I need to live on my own without the help of anybody. So it kind of just went dark. I went off the grid. I didn't have any internet. I didn't play any games. I didn't really have contact with the outside world except for people who were right in front of me. Or people that I could call for like a job or like maybe a couple of friends here and there. But I just I didn't play games for like six months. I didn't touch my first like video game unless it was maybe like a retro NES or something like that. I didn't really get online too often except for applying for jobs. And I I think I just used my phone, which was like an older phone back then. And it was kind of nuts. But I learned that more. I learned more about just starting from the bottom. I started from from nothing, literally. You know, I, I burned through all my savings and I had to learn how to make money. I had to learn how to climb through the ladder because GameStop was. I, I had always resisted being a manager there i had always like held myself back and i never really applied myself it was easy because i knew so much about games i knew how to sell games and talk about games i definitely was charismatic when i let myself open up uh that job did help me learn how to do sales because i, I worked there for like four or five years at the time and um you know with my degree in game design and then also working customer service with uh, domino's delivering pizza i learned how to deal with very angry people a lot food and video games are two things that people take very seriously and so i learned how to be very charismatic but also very firm with with people Uh, and i took that with me over the years and kept developing how to talk to people in my customer service and i got confident in multiple different areas of my life while living in san diego Uh, and kept working on skills and i felt like i could tackle the world because i was always as long as I wanted to work on something and I was dedicated to it and did it consistently, I knew I was going to get better at it. So I never really had any stress. Uh, I just kept focusing on what I could do, you know, and, and that was my health. That was being an entrepreneur. That was learning game development. I did animation. I did like hundreds and hundreds of animations for a for game company and um just kept getting better at it. Like I was really insecure in the beginning and I was like, Well let me just keep doing more, keep doing more, keep doing more. Oh, I got better, let me go back and fix this other animation. Let me go back and fix this other animation. Then I became a lead and I was like, Hey, this is how you fix this animation. And I just got better at things. And even though I didn't put in more work as an animator, I got a better eye as an animator and started to coach other people on animations and how to make it better. And people would send their videos to me and be like, Hey, can you critique this? And I was like, Why do you want me to critique it? You're a better animator than me. Yeah, but you have a good eye. And I was like, oh, fair enough, you know? And that was an eye-opening experience for me. So unfortunately, or fortunately, honestly, for me, I learned that in order to stop negative self-talk, in order to not have self-doubt in my life, I had to keep exposing myself to the things that I was not confident in. But f- rather than focusing on the outcome, I was focusing more on the process, focusing more on making sure that I'm consistent. When I was working out, I learned that, you know what? I'm not gonna see anything for like a month or two. I told myself, I'm not gonna focus on the results. I'm not gonna focus on the weight that I lose. And I'm not gonna focus on what I look like because I also gained weight and ballooned out because I'm building muscle over my fat. So I literally got bigger, which could have been a huge deterrent if I let it be. And then I slowly started shrinking back down and and uh, losing a lot of that that fat and replacing it with muscle. And now I've kind of ballooned back out a lot because of just life, and I, I let myself let that happen. But uh, I have the confidence to know that you know I'm more motivated now, so I'm going to continue to do it more and more and more. And. I wish that there was like a magic pill to this topic Because there's so much to this topic There's so much to my experience that's hard to articulate But there's a lot to investing in To paying attention to what you're thinking There's a lot to say about being able to be more self-aware Without judging yourself When I learned how to listen to my own thoughts But not judge them I really learned more about myself because I wasn't participating in them. A lot of times, when I judge my thoughts, I agree with them. <laughs> and then, uh, I kind of fall into that trap. Like, I'm trying to think of a situation. Just, you know, life's got you down and you're mad at something. And you want to blame, let's say, the government. And it's like, yeah, that's right. I, You know, that, that is right. I do blame the government for the situation that I'm in. Yada, yada, yada. And, you know, you might be right that it's not your fault. However, staying in that situation usually is your fault. There's usually something that can be done. But when we focus on more on how we've been wrong or how we're not good enough, then we don't really make any progress. We just find justifications for our feelings, and that's not going to move us forward. And it's like I said before, that formula of your thoughts control your emotions and your emotions control your actions. If you can start to pay attention to what you think, there's a better chance that you can control what you think. And if you can control what you think, you can better control how you feel about a situation. And that's why like, when people ask me like how I don't get mad at a fighting game or when I lose, uh, it's because I'm not focused on the win-loss. I'm focused on how I did as a player and how I can do better. You know, I'm focusing on how can I be more present, how can I play better at in the moment. You know, I have different challenges as someone who has ADD than someone who has different challenges in other areas. And it can be incredibly frustrating if I let it, because it's really frustrating when you lose because you basically go squirrel in the middle of a match, and it feels almost involuntary. You know, it's like you don't control your own brain, somebody else with a controller just change the channel in your brain. You're thinking about something else. Even if it's for like half a second, that half a second can cause me to lose because I'm not paying attention to something. And if I let myself, I can get just furious, you know? Um, And that usually, if I'm not catching it, I might not get mad at me not thinking well enough. I might get mad because something stupid happened and I can find a way to justify that anger. So I might not even be pointing my anger in the right direction. I'm just angry and finding something to blame or I'm sad and I'm finding something to blame. Or even I do identify it properly and I let myself beat myself up about it and then feel sorry for myself. What do I accomplish? Nothing. So for me, it's purely logical to not focus on beating myself up or blaming something else. It's more logical to just focus on what I can do. Sure, I might get upset because I, for whatever reason, I thought I could win and that's fine. You know, I I do believe in having confidence in yourself is incredibly important for anything competitive. You have to learn to have confidence in the time that you put in. Uh, That also means you have to acknowledge that other people might be playing better than you that day. They might've put more time in than you that day. They may have studied you. You know, if you're doing anything competitive, You're putting yourself out there, and people might remember information about you that you may overlook. There's players who know my tendencies sometimes better than I know my own tendencies, and that can be very frustrating but also cause me to self-reflect. Because if I'm losing consistently, then they're probably doing something that they know I'm going to do. It's not luck. It's not that they're just a better player than me. They're better informed, and they may have put in the time to deal with the stuff that I'm doing. And I haven't done that. So how can I get angry when I'm not putting in that time to deal with that stuff? And so it, it's the more you open your mind to, lose, to, to learning, the more you open your mind to learning, the more receptive you are and the more you're going to learn. It's, it's so simple yet so hard because we're very emotional creatures. And a lot of times we want to find things that make us feel certain strong emotions. And it doesn't always serve us. It's not always helpful. You know, we're very old creatures, and so some of the emotions that we feel or some of the thought processes we do are kind of fight-or-flight reflexes, and we don't necessarily use them in the right capacity. You know, stress. Stress is not a bad thing. It's actually supposed to help us get out of stressful situations. But before, you know, it was a lion or a human threat that was the stressor, and that usually meant either fight or get the hell out of there. Now it means I might lose my job if I don't do A, B, and C. I might lose my significant other if I don't do A, B, and C. Uh, But I also don't naturally do A, B, and C. So I'm struggling with this dilemma, you know? (sighs) So life is more complicated now, and it requires a lot more emotional management, in my opinion, in my experience. We just are, in some ways, emotionally immature because we don't learn certain things about how to control our thoughts. We don't we're not taught these things either. You know, I talked about this for several years where we're not really taught how to think. We're taught what to think. And that's not helpful for people like me. Someone who had a lot of thoughts going on that had nothing to do with what the teacher was talking about. Someone who didn't know how to control my hyperactive thoughts. Because I feel like I never had ADHD. I could sit still for a long time. You know, just incredibly long and incredibly still. However... My mind was the issue. I couldn't sit my mind still. And that's not always easy to identify. They just think you're stupid because you're like, huh? 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 Because I can't stop my brain from thinking. And so it was hard to even have a mentor until probably karate. Anyways, to kind of put a nice bow on this, you know, I want to recap a little bit. For me personally, because people might see me now and see someone who's either confident or I don't know what you see. But I can tell you, That I am not naturally confident. I have worked on it. I am not someone who considers himself charismatic. I'm someone who's considered myself awkward but doesn't care. Honest and sincere. As much as possible. I'm also someone who has learned how to communicate in life uh, with other people. Because of practice. Because I was insecure about it. Uh, I learned skills... Based on what I want, or and or based on how I felt, i.e., I was self con- uh, conscious about certain things, like talking to people, but also knew that talking to people would help me get closer to living the life that I wanted to live. So I learned how to talk to people. I read books on like what eye contact is, you know, how to start a conversation. I hate small talk. I don't like small talk. It's very weird to me. So I had to read books or watch videos on how to have small talk with other people because I realized that most people aren't going to be receptive to talking about in-depth topics with you until they trust you. And you trust people or build trust with others by having small talk, by learning more about them, by communicating, by making eye contact. There's all these different things that human beings do on a natural basis that I didn't do naturally. And I I just focused on learning and growing and and doing the best that I could and putting myself in awkward situations and doing that as much as I can. I still, to this day, do that. These live podcasts are kind of scary to me, but I also think it is convenient for me and also helps me build some skills. So that's why I do them, you know? So, yeah, hopefully... This has been somewhat informative for you guys. I'd love to know your thoughts on this topic and where I do and don't make sense. Uh, I find that if I can talk about my story a little bit and then go back and really dig into some specifics on what I can do, it's multi-useful. Because some people just need analogies and stories and experiences from other people. And I realize I do have experiences that I can share that also can focus on a specific topic. But I also, for people who are a little bit more logical, because this was more abstract and just more of my story than just a logic, uh, I can help people by doing a more logical, like here's the steps that you can do that work for me. Because unfortunately, everyone thinks differently. Actually, that's very fortunate. I'm very fortunate that everyone thinks differently. However, that makes the solution vary from person to person. So there's no one size fits all for any mental issue or challenge. But, you can always take what I give you and repurpose it to make it your own. So that said, thank you guys so much for being here, whether you're live or you're watching the pre-recorded episode. Uh, you can be here live with me on Twitch around Saturday, 10pm Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm going to try my best to keep doing this because I like this idea, it's just more convenient for me, and then afterwards I can play some games and have some Q&A and just talk about this topic. Uh Otherwise, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Podbean, I upload it to all of those different platforms as well. So if you want to listen to it later on, if you're watching this live, thank you guys so much as well. So then, that said, (laughs) I will see you guys in the next one.